Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. Scott, what is going on? Not too much, sir. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. It is Friday. and I'm looking forward to the weekend. That is exciting. Gotta love Friday. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Uh, from what I hear, we're talking about taxes today, which is yeah, fun. Very right? exciting. Riveting, riveting. Get everybody <laughs> excited. Yeah, the, uh, the, the uh, title of this uh, show is Don't Be an Ostrich, Taxes 101. And, of course, you, you know what Don't Be an Ostrich kind of refers to, right? Oh, yeah. Head in the sand. Head in the sand. Head in the sand. Yeah. So, so, and it's kind of funny. You know, I was thinking, I was looking, I was thinking, that sounds a cool thing. And I said that before, but I thought, you know, do, do ostriches really put their head in the sand? I thought, I don't even know, right? So I was going to do some research and kind of Googling it, and actually, actually, ostriches do not and have never put their head in the sand. That is a, actually a myth. The Isn't cartoons that kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Yep. Apparently, they would build their, you know, they wouldn't really build a nest like a regular bird. They just lay their eggs in the sand, and they would bury their egg, eggs in the sand. So oftentimes, their heads are down checking on their eggs. So people kind of looked at that and thought, oh, an ostrich uh-huh. is burying their head in the sand. See? Well, there you go. See see all the wonderful, useless information you learn on my show? There you go, right? <laughs> so if you're, around who, if you're around who wants to be a millionaire, and they say, do ostriches really bury their head in the sand, you won't have to call a friend. <laughs> That's right. Because a friend already told you the answer. How do you like that? That's, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> dedicate an entire show to... Uh, Random facts. <laughs> random facts by Scott. That's random right. Fa- but instead of random facts, let's talk about random tax. That's random tax. Exactly right. <laughs> but but oftentimes people think about that. And, and taxes are kind of, this show is kind of talking about just basic taxes, things to be thinking about. Now, first of all, let me say, you know, I'm not a tax advisor. I'm not a CPA. Uh, but obviously, 26 years doing what I do, taxes are is always a conversation. It's oh, always yeah. a topic, right? I mean, we all love to pay lots and lots of taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sign me up, pay more taxes, right? Um, but oftentimes, taxes get complicated and confusing, and people get upset and mad about it, all that kind of good stuff. So what do they do? They don't become educated on taxes, mm-hmm. right? And one of the big things I talk to people about is, listen, learn about taxes. Now, again, especially when you're going into retirement, but you should all your, your whole entire life, but especially going getting close to retirement, learn about taxes, right? Don't go out and be a CPA as a second career unless you want to go be a CPA, right? Good for mm-hmm. you if you want to do mm-hmm. that. But get a hold of somebody that you can actually get some good tax advice because that's kind yeah. of important. Yep. Right? I mean, would you agree? I mean, I want everybody to pay their taxes, right? Pay every nickel tax you owe. But guess what? I don't want you to pay one nickel more than what you should be paying, right? I mean, does that mm-hmm. kind of make sense? Absolutely. So, you know, so when we start thinking about taxes, what are some basic things we can talk about and, and, and taxation? But, you know, I ask people all the time, you know, I said, you know, what do you think about taxes in the future? I mean, what do you think is going to happen to taxes in the future, Eric? I mean, give, oh. me your, give me your wonderful opinion. Yes, my, my brilliant observations. Uh, they're going up, in my opinion, uh, because yeah. of how much we've spent in the just well, for the last decade and a half or whatever, but yeah. especially this last couple of years, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we spent money, 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 hand over fist constantly for long periods. And you can't blame another Democrats, can't blame another Republicans. I mean, everyone gets in there and they spend, 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 spend. It's spend, a group it's effort. Been kind of, it's been, it's group effort. It's been, it's been kind of crazy. And, and it's kind of crazy when you kind of think about what taxes may or may not do. Now, of course, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know exactly what the tax rates are going to be in the future. But, but, but again, a prudent person would think to themselves, you know, where are we at in today's society? I mean, does, does the U.S. government owe any money? Mm-hmm. Do we owe any money? Yeah. I mean, last time I got on and looked at the U.S. debt clock, um, it, it was, I think it was like $28.5 trillion in debt. Trillion. That's, yeah. With, with a T, right? I mean, I mean, think about how, how big – nobody has really much of a clue what a trillion means. I mean, if you took $100 bills and you stacked them on the ground, $100 bills and stacked them on the ground, and you wanted to get to a million dollars, well, you stack those babies up – that would be about three and a half foot tall. Hmm. Now that'd be pretty impressive if there's three and a half foot tall of a million dollar, you know, hundred dollar bill sitting in your office right now, would it? I would be happy. That would be happy too. Very, very exciting, right? That's a million. <laughs> so, so you start continue to stacking those things, and let's go to a billion, right? A billion dollars stacked, hundred dollar bills stacked one on top of the other, would actually be a little bit over uh, half of a mile, 0.63 miles. Oh, jeez. Which, wow. which, which is really higher than the tallest building in the world. Okay, that's a billion. Well, now you keep stacking those $100 bills on top because we want to get to that trillion number, right? And we have to go 631 miles up to get to $1 trillion. (laughs) That's two and a half times as high as the International Space Station. That's $1 trillion. And and what's our debt right now? $28.5 trillion, (laughs) right? So my goodness gracious, I, we don't know how that, how in the world's all going to be fixed. I don't know, but but you 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 couple that with all the other dollars that we're spending on relief and you know mm-hmm. COVID funding and all the stuff that we're spending money. And I'm not saying we should or shouldn't spend money on that stuff. I, I'm not the person to make that call. They don't call me and ask me what I what I think. You know, that just that's just how it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> but 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 the money that's going out, we've got to pay the piper sooner or later. So chances are, yeah, maybe taxes might be going up in the future. Mm-hmm. So we've got to kind of think through that process. So if that's the case, and taxes may go up in the future, then we ought to be prudent to take a look at some ways we can kind of try to reduce those taxes. I mean, does that kind of make sense? Yes. Yeah. And then if we get lucky, and then the future taxes aren't higher, well, we're still better off, right? Absolutely. You know, kind of meant no matter how we slice it. So, you know, one thing I talk to people about uh, is what I call the smart money list. You know, kind of the smart money list. And uh, you know these kind of these four areas is kind of how you, you can kind of think through your money thought process, right? So under the smart money list, you know, you know the first first one on the list is free money, right? Free money. Mm-hmm. Who wants free money? Yeah, me. Give me some free money. You don't sound very excited. Who wants free money, Eric? Yeah, I, I'm just Give I'm still some. thinking about this, yeah. how many miles up that trillion dollars is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, st- <laughs> you're still two and a half times up towards the International Space yeah. Station. Oh, exactly. Right. Lord. Okay. Yeah. So under that smart money list, you know, the first category is the free money, right? Well, how do we get free money? R- really, there's two ways to get free money. You, you know, the first way to get free money is a gift. Somebody gives it to you, an inheritance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nobody's giving me money. Nobody's giving me, giving me an inheritance, right? Yeah, you grandma know, and grandpa people, stopped that a long yeah, time ago with me. Yeah, I always ask everybody, who wants an inheritance when I do when I do, when I do seminars? Who wants an inheritance? And, you know, a couple people raise their hand. Not everybody, right? I say, okay, who wants an inheritance and nobody has to die? Well, now everybody's hands up. Everybody's hands up, right? Now. Give me some money. Yeah, well, I'll take some of that money. Okay. Yeah. But so, so, again, two ways to get free money. One is the gift or inheritance. But the other way is the matching provision on your 401k. True. It, it, so, so many people have the ability, and again, sometimes people have jobs where they don't have a, you know, a potential retirement plan or they don't have any type of matching provision, but many people do. 
you know, you know, the first concept uh, that was out for a long, long periods of time, of course, was a defined pension, right? Defined pension. You know, some companies still have it. Many mm-hmm. companies have gotten rid of that defined pension. You know, the defined pension. And I don't like to. I don't want to offend anybody, but you just went to work and you showed up. You didn't get fired, right? I mean, yeah. you put 15, 18, 20 years into the job, however long you have to, to qualify for the pension. You just showed up, and they gave you a check come retirement time. That's beautiful, that defined pension. Well, guess what? Everybody started living longer. Retiree bases got huge and huge and huge. Companies mm-hmm. can't afford to do that anymore, so what do they do? They start getting rid of the defined pension. So they come up with a wonderful concept, 401k, right? Or some other combination of, of those type of retirement plans. But basically, it says, hey, listen, we'll help you. But what do you have to do first? <laughs> yeah. A lot of times you have to put money in first to get the match, right? Mm-hmm. So many times I talk to people and I say, hey, hey, do you have a 401k at work? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, great. They match some of the money. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it boggles my mind when people don't know how much the match is. Mm. I mean, that's free money. That's free money. And then, of course, the second thing that boggles my mind even more is, is when they know what the match is and they say, oh, my match is going to give me 3%. And I'll say, great, how much are you putting in? And they say, one. Hmm. What? What? I mean, everybody has to be taught you got to get the free money no matter what. I tell people, cancel your cable bill if you have to, to get the free money, right? Yeah. And, and listeners on, on, on the show now, again, if, if you're already into retirement or close to retirement, who should you be telling about the free money? Who should you be telling the free money story to? Your kids, your grandkids. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness gracious, they need to be maxing that stuff out. So the first uh, on that smart money list, of course, is the free money. You want to try to max that. And, of course, the, the next category on there is, is the tax-free money, right? So if it's not free money, we want to try to at least get some tax-free money. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the, one of the ways to have tax-free money in the future? A Roth. Well, what a wonderful concept called a Roth, right? That's right. A Roth, where you put that money in. Of course, you have to pay taxes going in. You know, it's different than your regular 401k. you got to pay taxes on the money going in. But then when you go to pull that money out in the future, what's the beautiful thing? Tax-free, baby. Tax-free, baby. Tax-free. So, again, think about this thought. Two and a half times the International Space Station of a (laughs) debt. Future potentials of maybe taxes are going up. You know, you really want to kind of analyze, do you have any free money, you know, tax-free money now, and can you create some, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I always tell people all the time, you know, sometimes I talk to people, and, you know, they're they're 55, they're 56, 60, and they're already thinking, well, it's too late to start a Roth, it's too late to do. No, it's never too late, baby, never too late. I tell people it's never too late to do a Roth if you can. Meaning, you got to follow the rules, right? You got to have some. You got to have some you know, taxable income, you or your spouse, and mm-hmm. you know, based on what what you put in your other programs. Again, I'm not an accountant. See somebody, talk through that with an advisor. But it's never too late to do a Roth if you can, if you can. And that's kind of the beautiful thing. I actually had a client come in the office about four four and a half years ago, and you know, they had some debt they had to work through. They had no Roth money, and and they were really trying to really get their focus together because they're going to retire in five years so i said great let's do this let's get rid of some of this debt my goodness gracious let's pay down this stuff let's start maximizing they were close to maximizing the, the free money but they weren't maximizing it so we wanted to max the free money and then based on their situation we we're actually able to do roth on both of them so man my goodness gracious roth on both of them well they're retiring in about three months and now they got about uh, i think they got about thirty-five, thirty-eight thousand dollars in a roth account for each one of them that's tax-free dough. Yeah, that's so nice. So ne- I, I believe it's never too late as long as you can. You can qualify. Yeah. Just see a professional and see what you can do. That tax-free money is number two. And, of course, the next thing on the smart money list, of course, is the tax-deferred money. You know, the tax-deferred money, which is where that money goes in that 401k, IRA, TSP, whatever retirement account you got. Tax-deferred mm-hmm. is nice, right, because that money's growing. 
We get a tax deduction going in, typically, right? That's a nice thing to get a tax yeah. deduction going in. And then, of course, it grows all tax deferred. So when we go to, you know, it has a longer period of time to build money on that thing. And then, of course, when we do go to pull the money out at some time in the future, what happens? You got to pay some taxes. You got to pay the tax. It's going to be 100% taxable at that point, right? So, yeah. so, but tax deferred is also a good thing, number three. And, of course, the last situation is taxable money. Right, taxable money. Mm. So if we can kind of focus on trying to be sure we're getting the free money, we're trying to focus on you know the tax-free money, and then of course we're maxing the tax-deferred money. That kind of gets us thinking. Hey, how do we kind of help reduce some of that thought, right? Some of that thought process. I mean, because that kind of makes sense to you. Yeah, but so, so let me ask you this because. I mean, I think you've mentioned it on a show before. I don't think we've dedicated a show to it by any means. Uh, but Roth comes before the tax-deferred money. Right, and I know that people have four hundred one k's out there. Uh, is it wise to do a Roth conversion now? Because you, you've spoken about that, and I'm just thinking about how taxes possibly could go up in the future. Is it better to do a Roth conversion sooner rather than wait ten years to do it um, if you have the ability to do it now? Well, Eric, that's a great question, and and that's again uh, a dilemma that people people ha- you know have to start thinking through. And again, uh, my my recommendation is is come in, talk to an advisor, let's get a tech, tax person involved, and really look at your specific situation because it's different. But but let's talk about this for a second. It'll, it'll lead us into that conversation. You know, uh, President Donald Trump actually introduced this uh, act uh, called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. I'm sure most people have probably mm-hmm. heard of that. And of course, that thing actually reduced uh, and lowered some of the tax brackets, right? You know, so you know, it was, so it used to be 10, 12, uh, or I'm sorry, 10, you know, six different tax brackets, you know, 10, 15, 25 percent, 28 percent, 33, 35, et cetera, et cetera, right? Well, then when they introduced that new tax, it reduced those tax brackets. So the 10, you know, 10 percent tax bracket stayed the same, and then the 12, 15 went to 12, and the 25 went to 22. I'm throwing all these crazy numbers at you, mm-hmm. but the moral of the story is, hey, listen, it reduced the tax brackets, which was a beautiful thing. Well, here's the thought process we have to think about now. Uh, many of those tax provisions are going to expire at the end of 2025. So what that means is, well, I don't know exactly, who knows what exactly what that's going to mean, right? You know, <laughs> you know, I can't predict that, but my point is that if those if those expire and then the tax brackets revert back to the older rates, guess what? Taxes are going to go. That's right. That's right. They're going up. So so again, now now maybe in 2025, whatever president's in there, whatever Congress is in there, maybe they renew that. Maybe they keep the tax brackets lower. Who knows what's going to happen? But as of now, those tax brackets will probably revert back to the older tax brackets. So again, leading back into that Roth question, does it make sense to pay taxes at a lower rate? Of course, yeah. Always. So it always makes sense to pay taxes at a lower rate, right? So the thought process now, you know, when Roths, Roths first came out, you could actually do it and, uh, you know, be able to not have to be killed with taxes as much when you when they first came out, although that kind of went away. But now the thought process is if taxes are going to go up at the end of 2025, people really need to consider, you know, maybe I should convert some of that to Roth. Mm-hmm. Again, it's based on your situation and what's going on in your tax brackets and that kind of stuff. But I think people should be learning about it. Everybody who's got a 401k should be coming educated about it and then make a decision based on, you know, kind of what their thoughts are. I mean, hmm. it, it, that that's incredibly prudent to me, right? Yeah. Because tax-free money in the future, um, I think it's going to be a heck of a lot more prevalent and needed massively um, than, than, than it kind of is today. So I think it just makes sense. Now, the other thing, too, on that, you know, one of the other big bullet points to that 
uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act um, is it changed the stretch rules, right? Which is a kind of a whole other deal, right? So if I have a, you know, generally speaking, you know, if I have a 401k a IRA, you know, I pass away, and of course, if I'm married, that's going to go to my wife, and everything's all hunky dory, right? Um, as long as she doesn't go spend all my money on the, on the, on the new pool boy, right? right? But, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. My wife would never do that. But, um, but the point is, it goes to my wife perfectly fine. Well, in the past, my wife passes away, or both of us die at the same time. Now my IRA would go on to my beneficiaries, right? Well, in a lot of cases, they can kind of stretch that out. I mean, they still have to cash some of that out and pay taxes, but they can stretch it out over their lifetime. And again, there's a couple, a couple other variances to that. So again, see a tax advisor for that. But, but they can stretch that out. Well, now with this jobs and tax cut, they actually changed that stretch. And now you have to distribute it over a shorter period of time. So what's the net result of that issue? Hmm. Well, my I mean, big fat 401k yeah, that I've yeah. been saving up and I'm loading that money up because I've been taught to do that my whole life, right? Now that moves on to our children and they're going to have to cash out more of it quicker, which means more taxes going to the government. Yeah, it bumps them up to a higher tax bracket. Exactly right. And, of course, the kids are typically getting that money when? You know, when they're in their 50s-ish, right? Mm -hmm. Typically, their their highest tax income bracket of their life, typically. Yep. Right? So, again, so again, now here's another thought process. Again, taxes 101. If you have built up those 401ks, those IRAs, which is what you've been taught to do, you loaded those babies up. A lot of folks who come into our office are just loaded with, you know, tax-deferred money. You know, they loaded up those accounts. Well, that becomes a tax time bomb, right? Sooner or mm -hmm. later, we have to start paying that stuff out. So the, so the whole point is, if there are some ways we can reduce some of that today with a, with a Roth conversion, wouldn't that kind of make sense to at least yeah. learn about? Yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure, well, sure. And the other thought process is, again, leaving that legacy. Now, again, I'm not a big fan. I don't tell, I don't tell my kids, hey, or, or my clients, I don't tell them, hey, listen, leave all your money to the kids. You know, work hard, build up those accounts, don't spend any money. You know, make your kids wealthy. You know, I'm not a fan of that. Mm -hmm. But in fact, I got five kids and I told them all, I said, listen, I'm going to spend every nickel I got in retirement, every single nickel. Matter of fact, the last check I write, I want it to write to the guy I don't even like and I want that check to bounce. Right. <laughs> You're right. I mean, so, so I told my kids, I said, if there's anything else left over, good. Merry Christmas. It's yours. But go fend for yourself, right? I want my kids to build their own stuff. Yeah, but right. my point is, I, I do, you know, all the joking aside, you know, when I pass away and I leave those accounts on to my beneficiaries, you know, the question is, you know, do you want more going to the government and less going to the beneficiaries? Or do you want that opposite? Do you want mm -hmm. less going to the government and more going to the beneficiaries? So that brings up a dilemma. If you've got those big, large accounts, there are ways to be able to maximize that money going on to your beneficiaries and less to the government. So, again, you gotta, you got to talk to somebody. You know, you go to my website, you know, uh, uh, duckduckplan.com. I got several different pieces on there. You can schedule a 15-minute call with me, talk through some of this stuff, mm -hmm. and, le and let us prepare a few different ideas for you to at least look at and become educated to think, hey, listen, should I try to minimize some of these darn taxes? I mean, does that kind of make a little sense there? Yeah, and I, I think that, and this was my thinking, you know, a couple years ago before I learned a little bit more about, uh, you know, Roth conversions specifically, is that I think a lot of people think that if they have a 401k and they want to, they're going to convert it to a Roth, you have to just do it, right? And, and it's a one-time deal and you're done. But from my understanding, you can do a certain amount every year. And so that, that's where true planning comes in. Because if you do it all at once, you're definitely going to be putting yourself into a higher tax bracket and the government's going to get way more money. Am I correct on that? 
Yeah, you're you're 100 right on the money. I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because you know I talk to clients. You know, I kind of focus on the whole concept of you know what's called tax bracket management. Yes. Tax bracket yes. management. And the thought process is this: you know, if I'm in, a, you know, looking at my situation and I'm at, let's say I'm at the 20, let's say I'm at the 22 percent tax bracket, right? Um, you know, based on my income, and, and uh, you know, I'm under that bracket, so maybe I can do another 20, 25,000 to get to the top of that bracket. Maybe it might be a time to be able to do a conversion up to that point and not put myself into a whole other tax bracket, but pay taxes at the lower rate, mm-hmm. right? So looking at those tax brackets and where you're at is, is absolutely crucial. And that's one of the things kind of we do is we, uh, you know, we kind of map out and give you a plan of action for your whole retirement and say, okay, where are we going to be at? What would make some sense on this? We can actually do some, do some illustrations to kind of show you what might make sense. And, the cor- and of course, the biggest thing is what would be the tax savings in the end? Um, and when you start looking at some of those numbers, now it kind of makes sense to start thinking about that. I mean, the first fear is, oh, if I, I don't want to pay no more. I don't want to pay no more taxes today. I don't want to pay taxes today. Mm-hmm. Well, the question is, you're going to pay taxes. Yeah. Do you want to pay them at a lower rate or a higher rate? And mm-hmm. that's kind of the key. And all that money will grow income tax free in the future. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Tax bracket management is is a um, is very important concept to start well, thinking yeah. through. And, and, and I brought that up. I wasn't trying to, to drive you away from the other point you made, and I, I want to go back to that, but I was just thinking about it uh, when you were talking about inheritance, right? I mean, in, somebody inherits a 401k, and you don't have that stretch over the lifetime now. You've got to take it all within 10 years. Well, you can do something every year for those 10 years, like you said, tax, bra- uh, tax bracket management. Um, what other strategies? I know, I know we don't have a ton of time on this podcast, but what are some strategies that parents or grandparents can put in place before they pass away to help, you know, mitigate some of those taxes, you know, for their children or grandchildren? Well, um, you know, there, there there are definitely some strategies that that can, that can you can put in place for that kind of stuff. And one of the basic, simple, easy strategies is life insurance. And, you know, so sometimes people think, well, mm-hmm. you know, I got enough life insurance. You know, I got I, I got enough to bury me. I got this. I got that. Well, there's tons of usages for life insurance. We talked about that on on, on the, our life insurance podcast. Tons of usage. But one of the most beautiful things is, is visualize this. You got a fence going down through the field here. You got a fence, and on the left hand side of the fence is all your taxable money. It's all your taxable money. IRAs, your 401ks, it's all your taxable money. And on the other side, the right side of the fence, you ain't got hardly no tax-free money, right? You got, you, no tax-free money. So the deal is, what if we can take a percentage of that? taxable money and toss it over the fence every year and create a large pool of tax-free money. Mm. Would that kind of make some sense? And of course, the answer to that question is surely yes, right? Well, how do you do that? Well, the concept of life insurance. You know, I put whatever dollars into a life insurance policy today, generally speaking, that life insurance policy is going to pay out income tax-free to the beneficiaries. So there's some very cool strategies that you can do with life insurance. And, and again, the whole concept is I'm just taking a percentage of it and turning it into a bigger pool of tax-free money. Mm-hmm. So again, you got to have those dis- got to have those discussions. Uh, you got to have those discussions. Matter of fact, I'm glad you kind of brought that up. You know, several of my clients I've talked through the process with and really understand their specific situation. You know, they've done a wonderful job, built up wonderful income. They got wonderful checks coming in. You know, mm-hmm. retirement isn't necessarily about a big pile of money, right? It's about a bunch of guaranteed checks coming in covering all your expenses, right? But when you have that big pile of money, now the thought process is how do you how do you push that onto the beneficiary? So, yeah. you know, I've got numerous clients that are never going to use all their accounts. They're just never going to use all their accounts and their whole focus is they they want to maximize it going to their kids. And so one of the concepts is is using life insurance on them. 
But in some situations, you know, they can't maybe health qualify. You know, life insurance, you got to health qualify. So actually, one of the things that I've did that's been kind of unique is I say, okay, let, let's let's do this. Let's focus on trying to uh, create a tax-free pool of money. We can do that with life insurance. Um, but let's 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 fund and put the life insurance on one of your children. Your children is going to receive the money. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, we can strategically strategically transfer money every single year, put it into a life insurance policy for your child. In the future, when they live, they're going to be able to, if it's structured properly, they can pull tax-free money out of that to supplement their income. And then when they pass away, they're going to have a life insurance policy to go on to their beneficiaries, too. That's fantastic. Yeah. So there's a pretty cool concept. You know, we're, we're going to do, actually do a, do a podcast on that called Tax-Free Retirement using a, an IUL, uh, an equity index life insurance product, that does just that. You overfund it. And in the end, you start pulling it out income tax free. So mm. see, so you can do some mul- very cool strategic multiple concepts to maximize that stuff. And the whole thing again is just trying to minimize those taxes and and maximize the dollars that you've worked or your family's worked incredibly hard your whole entire life. Yeah, I mean, man, it just it's kind of makes sense. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be a great, great podcast. Any other last points for today's podcast? Well, you know, just a couple of other quick little points again. And this this was just a podcast to say, listen, start thinking about taxes. Look, get get a little bit more education about taxes. Find somebody who can help you think about some of these concepts. You know, but here's another one, real quick. HSA. I, I mean, if you have a health uh, health oh, yeah. savings account, you've got the ability to have a health savings account with your plan. I run across many people that you know, they're just not put, they're just barely putting some money into it. Well, listen, you could put money into an HSA if you have one. You could put money in your HSA, and that's a tax deduction, right? So I tell people, load up that HSA, too. Load that baby up, because guess what? You're going to be able to use that for medical expenses all through your life. You know, it's not like the old days, you know, with those old MSAs or whatever they were called, HR, you know, MSAs, where you actually, if, if you didn't use the money at the end of the year, you lost it. HSAs, you don't. That money just continues to accrue, and all, it all grows tax-deferred, same scenario. Hmm. Yeah, you have to use it as medical expenses, but are you going to have medical expenses in the future? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <You> mean, <laughs> medical expenses now. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so again, load up that HSA. And many people I run across, they they don't, but they're they're paying the money in medical expenses, and they say, "Well, I can't afford to put the money in my HSA." Well, look here, you spent five thousand yeah. dollars in medical expenses last year. What do you mean you can't afford to put it in your HSA? Put it in your HSA. That would have been a tax deduction. You had to pay it out anyways. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. really got to kind of start, you know, kind of thinking through that stuff. Yeah. And a couple of the, a couple of things, real quick. You know, starting your own home based business. You know, I, I don't think there's there's never been a better time in, in the history of, of our world than today to start a home based business. You know, the other day I heard somebody talking about a side hustle. I said, a side hustle. Well, what the heck's a side hustle? <laughs> well, yeah, this is something you had to kind of do on the side to make a little money. So again, you go to retire, and and and, and you know maybe you don't want to work or do nothing, but maybe you got something you love. You know, maybe you've you've done some you know. You know, some consulting. Maybe you've, you know, there's a lot of different cool things you can do and create a home based business. But by doing that, guess what? There's a whole variety of tax deductions you can utilize mm-hmm. with, you know, tra- writing off some travel expenses, things like that, to do, you know, to have a home based business. So, again, my point is you can talk to somebody about that. That makes tremendous sense to do that too. Yeah. So, those are a couple, of, and there's, there's a variety of other ways. You know, the bottom line is, is learn more about taxes. You know, it drives me crazy when I hear people say, well, you know, those rich people, yeah, they just, they're just using those tax loopholes, tax loopholes. And I'm like, there are no tax loopholes. I mean, there are, there are rules and regulations in the tax code. Mm-hmm. And if you take advantage of those things, you become educated, and take advantage of those things, you're the smart person. So, my point is, 
become educated and take advantage of every rule and regulation that's in the tax code to pay your taxes, but don't pay one nickel more than you need to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Little little thoughts from Scotty on the Scotty Show today. There you go. Go Scott. to my website, I'm DuckDuckPlan.com. Again, I'd love to help educate you, give you some information. I got a great tax-free retirement book out there. I mean, younger people definitely need to focus on tax-free retirement because in the future, their Social Security numbers are going to be a little bit worrisome. What they could have in Social Security benefits, kids don't save enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just one more way to help them save. I'd love to give you some information. Again, go to my website, DuckDuckPlan.com. So. Perfect. Scott, thank you so much for your time today, my man. Hey, it was a great call. Great talking to you. Talking about taxes, riveting, exciting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, learn about them. And Don't be last, an ostrich, man. Don't be an ostrich. Right. Don't be an ostrich. <laughs> Audience, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And who doesn't want to save on taxes? I mean, all your friends and family do. Share this. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Complete Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you, it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to The Scotty Show. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. 